Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Wednesday, September 20th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. First up today, we're going to be talking a little bit about Justice League. So there was a preview in Us Weekly about the film. And of course, they had some questions with Gal Gadot and Ben Affleck and asked them about the film. Uh, They asked how their characters have changed since we last saw them. Gal said she's grown up. It's been a century after all. She brings her specific qualities to a group dynamic, and she understands the enemy better than anyone else. Uh, Pretty cool. We we just saw her in Wonder Woman, so that was a century ago. And she this hints towards how the Amazons know something about the new gods, about Darkseid and the forces from Apocalypse. That's pretty cool to see. Yeah. Ben Affleck said that in Batman v Superman, he was at the end of his rope, but in Justice League, he's finding hope again. He has to open up and play well with others. He knows he needs them. Again, we've seen this part before. We know this is not going to be the same Batman as in Batman v Superman. Exactly. Uh, And they also asked if Batman would struggle to fit in. And Ben said that he's sort of the ultimate loner, but he was really trying to make it work and develop a good relationship with all of them. He might be a mentor to The Flash, which... Which I think we've seen hints of that already from what we've seen. And I think that would be a pretty cool relationship to see, like sort of the Batman and Robin type relationship. But with this Flash being so much younger than Batman, it makes sense to sort of have him mentor him in his first days as a superhero. Yeah, and it does. And I'm, I am really looking forward to that that relationship between this kind of older experienced Batman and the younger heroes that he's kind of inspiring in this justice league yeah and with having having the veterans like wonder woman and batman mixed with the newcomers like flash and cyborg i think that allows for a good contrast between the two so um we get to see the older veterans and then the young guys who are just trying to figure out what they do what to do and how to do it and i think that's really fun and also how you know personality wise we get to see the the sort of grim batman and then the super energetic flash that's gonna be fun to see them playing off of each other yeah and Gal was asked, what's the dynamic between Batman and Wonder Woman? And she said, since they fought together, they know each other's strengths. They also understand the hope Superman stood for that was lost when he died. So they feel that more than the others. Yeah, again, it's it's all going to, this movie is really going to hinge on just kind of the, the relationships that these different heroes have and building new ones and also kind of exploring the interactions that we've seen in these other films and what what those past events mean and how how they've changed because of those events and so um yeah i'm also really looking forward to like you said these experienced heroes um obviously wonder woman superman batman went through something pretty crazy together at the end of bvs and so i'm interested to see how they've changed how they've changed their minds about certain things maybe yeah and also like you know just the fact that she mentioned superman and you know right, how, yeah. <laughs> you know how important he was and that he was lost and how it was a big loss so I, I like that Wonder Woman and Batman will be carrying them with that with them throughout the film. This person they just met, but they did fight beside him, beside him briefly, and he sacrificed himself for them. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and Wired had an article about Zack Snyder, and it was mostly about you know what he's been up to since departing from Justice League and everything, and you know his he made a short film, Snow Steam Iron, four minute short film that released and it's a lot about that and what else he's going to be working on. Um, but he also confirmed that he won't be coming back in any capacity to justice league 
uh, before the film releases. I know there's been some speculation if he would return for the press outings or, you know, final editing work or anything like that. But he basically confirmed since he's been gone, that's sort of the best way is to just completely step away. And he said it would be unfair in a lot of ways. Uh, This is from the article. Snyder says it would be unfair in a lot of ways for him to get involved again after being off the movie for so long. I'm at a place where I feel excited about it and I'm happy for my guys. I love these people that are working on it and they're my family. And I think they're doing an amazing job, but I've kind of just let them do their thing. Yeah. And again, that's totally understandable. I I mean, I, I think Zack Snyder can basically do whatever he wants at this point. Um, And so I think it was probably the, I don't know, he knows what the right decision was and he knows what he wanted to do. So it's, it was up to him if he wanted to come back or how much or how little he wanted to be involved. And so I'm just glad that, you know, it really seems like the studio is letting him do whatever he wants, basically not pressuring him into trying to do more work on Justice League if he doesn't want to right now or anything like that. So I'm hoping you feel better, Zach. I think that that is a smart move also for the the film, you know, no matter what you think of Zack Snyder or anything like that, you know, when the decision was made to step away, it probably wouldn't be good if he sort of was half into it or came back later at the very end or something. I think, yeah, you know, when that decision was made, it was probably best. Okay. Now Joss takes it the rest of the way and makes the best film he can out of, out of it. And rather than trying to have probably better than, you know, up till now having the two of them work together and try to decide, you know, take this cut, this cut, you know, I think that would lead to more uh, of a mixed product from the film. So I think it is better that when the decision was made that he uh, didn't try to come back. Definitely. So, and there was also a possible first TV spot released for Justice League on Facebook, on their Facebook page. It's about 34 seconds in length. Not really anything new, but it looks cool to see some scenes cut together in a different way. Yeah, it's, it's you know, faster paced, obviously, because it's got to be shorter for TV. But it, like you said, it's no really new footage, but it's always nice to watch that footage again because it's good footage. Yeah. And also visiting the Facebook page also reminded me how little the general public knows about anything. Yeah. <laughs> the The most recent visitor post was a link to a Superman action figure for Justice League. And the guy was asking if that was a spoiler <laughs> or if that had been confirmed that Superman was in the film. So I just, I just thought that was pretty funny. Like yeah. I, there are people out there who do not know Superman will be in this film. Yeah. Crazy. Moving on to TV news. Uh, we got a season three extended trailer for the flash and it basically focuses on centers around how the flash is going to come back. And we kind of see just this nice little dramatic setup with Iris and Joe and trying to figure out we need Barry. How do we get Barry back? Is Barry even alive? That sort of thing. And we kind of see sort of exactly how he comes back. So hopefully that's not too spoilery. Yeah. They almost played out beat for beat. Oh, we're sad. Barry's gone. Now Cisco wants to get him back. Iris thinks maybe they should start to move on. Uh, It played the whole, I'm guessing the first half of the first episode beat for beat, which was interesting, but yeah, it looks pretty interesting how it's going to start. And I just keep saying interesting for some reason. Uh, But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the show to be back and curious to see how things change and going forward. Also, we get a look of what I think is Samuroid, which is just pretty cool. It's a, it's a robotic samurai, which 
that's why you get the name. So it looks like that'll be the villain of the first episode. Yeah, that's a it's a real crazy comic booky kind of villain to have. And like we keep saying, I think the Flash, maybe the Flash and Legends are the the two shows where you can really pull that off, kind of the the wacky zany stuff. Yeah, and that's a that's a full on comic book, very close adaptation. The costume is very close yeah. to the to what it looks like in the comics, and kind of a goofy character. But I I hope they pull it off well. All right, next up, some other TV news of the Watchmen variety. Damon Lindelof has apparently started work on the Watchmen TV series for HBO. He posted on his Instagram a picture that says uh, has a caption day one, but it also has the statue, like the bottom part of a statue, uh, like you would get as an award that says Ingratitude. And that's definitely Hollis Mason's Ingratitude statue that, uh, if you haven't read the comic book, has some important roles in the comic book. So... Um, definitely go check that out, but don't look it up before if you don't, if you're not, if you haven't read Watchmen, don't look it up first. Just go read Watchmen. Stop what you're doing right now. Read Watchmen and then look it up. Well, if you haven't read Watchmen or watched the movie, you probably don't care that much about the TV show, but you might, well, I guess. Well, I you should you be interested. If you have yeah. it, then you should. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah. So it looks like he's full go starting to work on this. Now, I don't know what the, like what this means day one wise is day one of pre-production or day one of idea-ness time. HBO is kind of slow in terms of, I know like Westworld, they ordered the pilot in the middle of 2013. It aired towards the end of 2016. Yeah. Um, most most of their shows are two to three years between the start of it. So I don't know when we're going to see anything this for, about this for a while. Uh, but I'm really curious to see what this ends up being. And I wonder with... Specifically with the Hollis Mason reference there, if maybe we're going to see some of the before Watchmen or some of the the older teams, the the older team, the original team, and the original Crime Busters, if you will, uh, to see them in action, or if it's going to pick up where the comic book picks up. Uh, I'm really fascinated by it to see how they handle it. Yeah, me too. Uh, and then our last piece of news also has to deal with Watchmen. Uh, the covers for issue number two of Doomsday Clock have been released by Jeff Jones on Twitter. And we get a peek of Lex kind of sitting there looking really, I don't know, Lex-like. And it looks like Osmandius's arm is on his shoulder. So, again, just kind of driving the speculation crazy and having people come up with all kinds of crazy theories about what's going to go on. And I still have no idea what's going to go on. So, <laughs> just getting me excited because, again, I love Lex. I love pretty much everything Watchmen related. So smush those things together and I'm happy. Yeah. And Jeff Johns talked how Lex and Ozymandias, I'm assuming that's, you know, whose arm that is there talked about how they would meet. And I think that makes perfect sense. And I'm curious to see how they, those two meeting, uh, I, I, I just want to know what that would look like because they seem, they've got some similarities and also some, I feel like they would hate each other, but maybe be willing to work together. I don't know. Yeah. All right, well, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and DCDailyDrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.